no greater pursuit, hallelujah, than to praise our God, to seek after our God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's clap our hands unto the Lord in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord here on this snowy Sunday afternoon. Amen. I like what Brother Diaz said. We found out real quick who has all-wheel and four-wheel drive. Amen. And I just want you to know that, uh, you know, every state has an animal or a bird. And I want you to know the church has got one, too. It's called the Subaru. Amen. So if you got a Subi, you, you are blessed to be in the house of the Lord. No, but, but we, uh, we wanted everybody to come at their own discretion, and, and some traveled a, a longer way. But there's others of our church family that are online that are listening, and uh, we, we honor them for being in church with us as best they can. And I believe that God's going to speak to us. You know, I figure, uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be somebody that's wanting to come to church even if it's snowy. And uh, what a great group is here today, and, uh, and thankful for what God is going to do. And they're getting ready to have the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's this week, next week, or the week after that. But, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what this weather looks like. People are going to at least watch it or, or be there. Amen. And so I don't want to give any less to my God. Amen. Amen. And so we, we are here, and uh, we might as well get everything we can get out of this. Amen. There's folks watching online. You might as well get everything you can get out of this. If you have your Bible... The book of 2 Kings chapter 6, and at this time we are going to dismiss our Sunday school students. Sister Worley is going to take them, so if all of our Sunday school kids want to follow Sister Worley, amen, God bless our Sunday school kids and God bless our Sunday school teacher, amen. Man, there's kids that want to be in Sunday school, and amen, it doesn't matter what the snow looks like, we're not going to stop them, Amen. And I saw some adults get ready to go to Sunday school. I don't know. Amen. I want to say good welcome to all of our guests and visitors. We're glad to have you. Let's give them a big ARC welcome. Amen. And uh, 2 Kings chapter 6 and beginning in verse number 1. After last Sunday, I felt to really preach the second side of the coin. And last week we talked about... <clears throat> restoration and getting up after you've fallen and i want to preach the second second side of this amen second kings chapter 6 verse 1 and the sons of the prophets said unto elijah elisha behold now the place where we dwell where we dwell with thee is too straight for us let us go we pray thee unto jordan and take thence every man a beam and let us Make, a, make us a place there that we, where me, where we, where me, where, where we may dwell. You know, it's not just you that trips over Bible verses. I could read this Bible verse a million times and I still, I still trip over sometimes the old English. Amen. Hallelujah. And he answered, go ye. And one said, be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. I want you to notice this. But as one was felling a beam, he was doing the work of God. 
the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put it, he put out his hand and he took it. Amen. He asked him the question, where did it fall? Where did it fall? Where did you lose it? And that's what I want to preach to us for a few moments on that subject. Where did you lose it? Amen. Would you set down your Bibles and would you pray with me all across this building? Amen. I, I believe that God's going to do something special. Hallelujah. I believe that somebody's going to recover some things that have, have been gone for so long. I believe that God's going to restore in this moment power. And God's going to restore, restore authority and joy and peace. And I'm praying, God, that you would help me to articulate this properly. Amen. And God, open up our hearts and our ears that we might receive the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Last week, we talked about being restored after you fall. And I was praying, and I just could not shake off that there was more that we needed to talk about along the same lines and in the same vein. But this week, I, I really want to talk to somebody about how to recover what you've lost. Amen. We've talked about God being able to restore you when you've fallen. But I want to talk to somebody today about God's ability to help you recover some things that you lost. Amen. Even when sometimes you have failed and you have fallen. Amen. It is here in our text that we see the sons of the prophets, they are looking to build and to expand. I want to help set this up here today to help us to really see that there is another side to this story. This place, they said, where we dwell with you is too small for us. This lets us know that in the time of Elisha, he had such an impact on the nation that, that there was now not just one prophet, but there were now what they call the sons of the prophets or the school of the prophets. And he had such an impact as a prophet that many more other people had come looking to become students of the prophet Elisha. And they looked at their school, they looked at their dwelling place, and they said, we're gaining too many. It's difficult for us to, to dwell here together without having enough space. So here's what we need to do, Elisha, and we are willing to put in the effort, and we are willing to put in the work, and we are willing to give of our time, of our talents, and of our treasures. We need to expand. Amen. They had purpose in their heart that they were going to build a bigger space for their prophetic school. They were experiencing such growth that they needed more room. You know, that sounds a lot like revival 
to me. When you look and you say, you know what, we, we are looking ahead, amen, we, we need to start expanding before it gets to be too late, amen, and we don't have enough room. I want to tell you, that's what we are doing as a church. We are expanding one unit at a time until God opens up the next door, and we are expanding one Bible study at a time because, amen, God is moving across Carson City. Everybody said amen. This kind of revival was an all-hands-on-deck type of revival. It was not, okay, preacher, you go ahead and do it for us. No, they said, hey, listen, we recognize there is lots of work to be done. And so they all said, we're, we're all going to grab a beam. Amen. Let me talk to the church here today. Everybody's got a responsibility in revival. Everybody's got a place to, to be and a part to play in the revival and growth of the church in the building and the establishing of the kingdom of God Amen. It is not one person's responsibility. And so when we all come together, I want to tell you, that's how things get built. And that's how things grow. When we all endeavor and purpose in our heart that we are going to build this thing together, that's how it gets done. Amen. And so they, they all said, we're going to invest. We're all going to get behind this. They acquired all the necessary tools for the job. They picked the location. They said, we're going to go near the Jordan River. And then they all started working. And while they were working, there were some men that were cutting down trees for lumber for the building of the house. And the Bible tells us as one of the men swung at this tree trunk, swung at this beam, trying to cut off. Amen. The Bible says the axe head came flying off and it went into the deep water. Amen. Now, we could blame this individual, but I don't really think that's the case. I think sometimes just accidents happen. Amen. I don't think that he was necessarily swinging wrong. And I think that's how we often focus on stories like this, that this man was doing something wrong, that, amen, somehow it's his fault that, amen, that he lost the axe head. But I don't think that was the case. It could very well be that the axe head uh, had started being used so much that it started to wriggle off of its handle. And, and after much use, amen, the axe head came off of no fault of the man that was swinging it. Amen. I want you to just think about this for a moment. Amen. When he lost the axe head, this was a significant loss. Iron was present in the time of Israel, but it was not common enough to be cheap. In fact, the Bible tells us the man who lost the axe head cried out and said, Oh, alas, Master, help me because this wasn't even my axe. This was borrowed. Amen. It was not something everybody owned. It was something that just the few had. Amen. It belonged to somebody else. I want you to notice something about this man, and I'm really going to help somebody because we talked about what happens when you fall, and often that's because we made a mistake. But what do you do when you lose some things as no fault of your own? Hallelujah. There's the other side of this. Amen. I want you to notice what happened. He lost his power for service. As soon as the axe head fell off into the water, he became helpless for the effective work. Once he had lost power, amen, once he had power, but now it's gone. Amen. It's gone. Amen. At the drop of a hat. It's sudden. It's unexpected. Amen. Secondly, I want you to notice he did not lose his power while he was messing around. 
He did not lose his power while he was being carnal. While he was off doing something he shouldn't. Uh, the Bible declares he lost his power while he was using it. I come to preach to somebody. He lost his power when he was working with it. He lost his power while he was invested. He lost his power when he was involved. He lost his power when he was felling a tree and felling a beam. It was while he was in mid-swing, full force, full power, that this man's axe head slipped off of the haft and fell into deep waters. Amen. I think sometimes we demonize, uh, amen, those times when we are feeling uh, powerless uh, and we try to demonize ourselves and we try to beat ourselves up and we think uh, uh, that, that just uh, I'm just not feeling it today. And maybe you've come to church before and you might know what I'm talking about. You came to church and you didn't feel like lifting your hands. Anybody ever been there? You come to church and you don't feel like praying. I've been to church before. I'm the pastor. I didn't feel like preaching. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't feel like laying hands on anybody. And I'll be honest with you, I've done this to myself, and I know everybody in this room and online has done it to themselves. I have begun to demonize myself. Amen. I've tried to grab myself by the scrap of the, the nap of the neck and say, you know what? You're just being carnal. Anybody else ever done that? You're just being, you know what, you need to pray through. You need, and I've just done the same thing, amen. But I just want you to realize, amen, that this man was not losing power because he was, amen, because he was uh, letting his power be unused. He was not losing his power because he was being lazy. He was not losing his power. I want to tell you, it is possible, the Bible tells us this way, amen, be not weary in well-doing. I come to preach to somebody. It is possible to get worn out doing what is right. Can I say that again? It is possible to get worn out doing good and being kind and being righteous and being loving and being prayerful and being a worshiper and being a giver and being a praiser and be and being a preacher, and being an usher, and being somebody in the king. It's possible to get worn out doing what is right. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. He, he got worn out in the middle of working. Amen. And I've been there before, and I've tried to beat myself up, and, 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 and we're going to talk about that here today. Amen. Because we have to understand, the Bible says that one of the tactics of the enemy is that he will wear out the saints of the Most High. Listen, if he can't stop you, he'll just wear you out. Let me say that again. If he, if he, if he realizes I can't stop them, I'll just wear them down. I'll get them so they're so tired, amen, they can't lift their hands. I'll get them to the place where they're so beat down, amen, they don't feel like praising. Amen, if the devil can't stop you, he'll just wear you down to the place where you don't have the energy, you don't have the time, you just, you've given all that you can give, and you feel like there's nothing left in you. I want you to recognize it is an attack of the enemy, amen, he's trying to steal your power, amen, but I've come to preach to somebody, you can get your power back today. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Amen. He said, oh, master, I, I, I'm really bothered because I lost power. And I'm sure he tried to beat himself up for this, but he also recognized it was borrowed. Listen, losing something of your own is tough. 
But it's a whole different world when you lose something that's somebody else's. The reason the man borrowed it is because he couldn't afford it on his own. He had to borrow it from somebody else because he didn't have enough money to own his to own it himself. And so he has no ability to repay it. And he tells the prophet, he says, oh, no, I, I just I, I can't give, get it back. And I, I can't. I mean, there's some people you lose some things. I want you to understand. Amen. When you think about all of your power, all of your peace, all of your joy, all of your anointing, all of your ministry, all of your authority, all of the good things. I want you to realize something about those Amen. This is why we feel so bad and we beat up on ourselves. We recognize we don't own those. Those belong to God. Hallelujah. I want to preach to somebody. My ministry doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. It was borrowed. God gave it to me and God entrusted it to me. And there's times where I feel low and I feel down and I feel beat up and I feel worn down and I feel like I've lost what God has given. I'm just going to preach to somebody even that's beating themselves up amen, because they were working with what God gave them and then they lost the power behind it and they're saying, oh no, it wasn't even mine to begin with. And they're starting to feel like a failure and they're starting to feel like they're not doing a good enough job I've just come to preach to somebody God's going to help you get your power back today he's going to help you figure out where you lost it so you can get it back Hallelujah. I wonder if somebody could preach with me here today. Amen. God doesn't want you to go about powerless. God doesn't want you to go about it, amen, without the axe head. God wants you to go and swing with all your might. Amen. And this man, he was painfully conscious of his loss. He said, alas, master, what I borrowed, the axe head is, listen, let me just talk to everybody in the building. I know some folks that they'll just keep swinging. And they think it's a virtue. Brother, listen, if you got an axe and you're trying to cut down a tree and you lose the axe head and you keep swinging, that's not a virtue. That's a vice. <laughs> and I know some people, well, pastor, I'm just going to keep on keeping on. All right, that sounds real good, but, but, but somewhere we got to realize where we lost it. And some people are just, they just they're, they're oblivious of the fact that they lost it. You, you ever met that person that, that they used to, they think that they're funny, but they're not. I know that's all the dad jokes I use, but, but there are some people that they genuinely, they think they got it. Man, but they don't have it. They lost it a long time ago. It's that ugly person that thinks they're still good looking. Well, praise God. <laughs> and so they, they, they lost it, but they don't realize they lost it. And they keep swinging. Let me tell you, it's, it's like cutting that tree down, but you lose that axe head. And there's some people, they, they try to go about, they lost their zeal a long time ago, and they're still trying to live for God and say, well, I still got it. No, you don't. And it's better that you acknowledge you don't got it so you can get it back. You don't go looking for something if you think you still got it. But when you recognize you're missing it, amen, you realize the severity of what it means to be missing the power. I got to get my power back. When, when you realize you lost it, when you realize it's no longer there, you recognize I got to do something about this. Something's got to change. I, I don't want to keep preaching if there's no power behind it. I, I don't want to keep praying if there's no answer behind it. I, I don't want to keep shouting if there's no walls falling behind it. I i got to get my power back. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give him some praise. You can't go around oblivious of the fact that you lost it. 
Because that's, that's, that's some folks, that, well, just going to keep on holding on. Hold on till Jesus comes. Listen, it's better to acknowledge. You know, and some people, they don't want to acknowledge they lost it. They'd rather hide it from everybody else. And they say, I still got it. Hey, I don't, I don't want to be like Samson, who shakes himself. And he, and he does not even know that the presence of the Lord has departed from him. Amen. I don't want to get to the place where I start losing things and I forget, I forget that I lost them. Or I don't recognize that I lost them. Amen. I, I want to tell you, this, this guy right here, he had a revelation. Huh? Amen. He was not trying to conceal. You know, there's some people, they're just so concerned with looking good in front of everybody else. Huh? They'll act like it's still good and everything's all right. When things are not okay. Amen. It's better for you to say it's not okay, it's not all right, but I want it to be all right than it is to put a filter over it. It's better for the marriage to say, hey, we need some help than to act like it's never had a problem and there's nothing wrong. It's better to say, hey, we need some help. We got to get this figured out because we don't want to keep going this route. It's better to acknowledge, alas, it's missing. Alas, something's wrong. Alas, I lost what I had. Amen. Amen. He said, oh. I, I don't know what to do, but here's the best part. He said, I, I'm going to go to somebody that does. And he went and found somebody more spiritual than him. Imagine, this young man is training up to be a prophet. Amen. I, I, I thank God for this humility in this young man because he didn't act like he had it all together. You know, that's what arrogance does. Arrogance says, I got it all together and I don't need any help and I'll figure it out on my own. But he said, no, I'm just a prophet in training. I haven't quite got there yet. And so he went to the prophet and he said, Master, I don't know what to do. Amen. I've tried swimming for it. I've tried diving for it. I've done everything in my own but I recognize there's no way I'm going to get it back by myself and I, I've swung amen for a couple minutes without power and I can feel the reverberation in my hands and it's starting to hurt me and I keep on swinging and nothing's happening I keep on trying but nothing's changing and I keep on attempting but it's not working I keep on working but it's not working Anybody ever felt that? I know I felt that. And he keeps hitting. And he says, Pastor, he says, Pastor, Master, I'm done. I, I gotta figure this out. Amen. Help me get my cutting edge back. Help me get my power back. Help me, help me to make my swings count again. I don't want to just keep swinging. I'm not playing baseball. I'm trying to build the house of God. I don't want to just keep swinging. I want to cut trees down. I don't. I don't want to just keep preaching. I want to see the city saved. I, I don't want to just keep coming to church. I want to see revival. I, I, I'm not going to stop doing what's right, but I want to make sure there's some power behind my swing. Amen. Amen. We got we to gotta recognize, you know what, I, I got to get it back. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I got to get it back. I got to get it back. Amen. I got to get back everything the devil stole from me. I got to give everything back that that my that, that life itself is stolen from me. I got to get back everything that maybe my own exertion of energy has stolen from me. Amen. Amen. I just come to preach to somebody. Amen. There's there's people in this building. You're not you're not the ignorant one that says, "Well, I've lost nothing," and and you're swinging with an empty handle. Amen. I've come to preach to the people here today that feel like something's missing. Hallelujah. Amen. The people... 
that are swinging, and they realize there's no power behind their swing. They're praying, and they realize there's no power behind that prayer. Amen. They're singing, but there's no power behind that sing. They're, winning, they're talking to people about Jesus, but they don't feel no power behind that. Uh, amen. They're, they're putting out the effort, but they're seeing no results. Can I preach to somebody? They're trying, but things are just not happening to the way they should. Uh, amen. They're frustrated by swinging and doing all the right things, and yet nothing has happened. Uh, and they're feeling discouraged. I come to preach to you today. Those that are feeling discouraged after doing all the right things, and yet you're not seeing life. Amen. Things in your life fall down like they should, and you're not seeing giants collapse like they should and you're not seeing amen uh, amen breakthroughs like you should uh, amen I want to tell you some, something good about this uh, at least you recognize something is missing uh, I've come to preach today to those uh, that are coming to church uh, but something along the way hit you uh, and it knocked the power right out of you uh, amen I've come to preach to those that have been living for God praying doing what's right uh, but somewhere along the lines you hit a snag and the power dissipated uh, somewhere along the lines you tripped over something uh, amen it might have been an offense or a bitterness uh, or it might have just been your own zeal uh, and somewhere along the lines the power that you once had behind the swing uh, has disappeared amen there's some folks here today you might feel like this pastor we we're getting done with 21 days of prayer and fasting but I still feel like something's missing I committed myself I consecrated myself I'm doing everything faithfully but I still feel like something's missing I'm trying to lead my family faithfully before God, but I feel like something's missing. I'm trying to be faithful in my giving, but something's missing. I'm trying to be faithful in my attendance, but something's missing. I'm trying to be faithful in my Bible reading, but something's missing. Amen, Pastor. I just keep doing what you said to do, but I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing all these good things. Amen, but something is missing. I've just come to ask you the same question, amen, that the prophet asked. Where did you lose it? Hallelujah. Amen. One of the best ways to find what you're looking for, amen, is to remember the last place you had it. Hallelujah. They always say that, that what you, when you find something, it's always in the last place you looked. Amen. And it's always in the last place you left it. Amen. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody here today, uh, they're saying, Pastor, I feel like something's missing. Uh, amen. But, but I, I just, I want to know, amen, what do I, what I, what, where'd my power go? Uh, where'd my passion go? Where'd my zeal go? Where'd, where'd my consecration go? Where'd my anointing go? Where'd my ministry go? Where, 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 where? I've come to preach to you, uh, where did you lose it? Uh, where's the last place you had it? Uh, where's the last place you swung and it worked? Uh, where's the last time you, when's the last time you prayed and something happened? Uh, when's the last time you sang and the anointing fell? When's the last time you preached and something shifted? Amen. That's what you got to do when you're looking for what you lost. Uh, you got to go back in your mind uh, to the last place it worked uh, and say what was different. What was different about that time? What, what was there that's not there now? What am I missing in this moment? Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Where did you last have it? Where did you swing it last and it worked? Where did you try last and something changed? Where, where's the last time? When's the last time? Amen. I want to preach to somebody. Amen. Not to condemn, but actually to help you to recognize. Amen. That's where you're going to find your power again. That's where you're going to get your power again. Amen. He said, where fell it? You know, there's so many people that lose it. And, and, and some folks, as we talk about, 
They don't realize they lost it. And then there's other people, they lost it, they recognize they lost it, but they don't have, amen, the hindsight to realize where they lost it. Well, Pastor, I've just been doing everything, everything, and I don't know where I lost it. Well, here's a key. It might be that you were doing everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor, I've done everything. Yeah, that might actually be where you lost it. Amen. We weren't designed to do everything. Hallelujah. Amen. He got it back where he lost it. Amen. I want to tell you, you're going to get it back. You're going to find the things that you lost in the same place you lost it. Amen. There was no other place where he could find it. Understanding where and how he lost the axe head was crucial to getting it back. Amen. Last week we talked about getting back up from a fall. But this week I want us to understand, uh, amen, what caused us to fall in the first place. Hallelujah. And it may not be to fall morally or sinfully. It might be that our power level fell. It might be the anointing level fell. It might be the axe head that, that, that fell. Uh, amen. I want to ask some questions. Uh, where were you, amen, when you lost it? Uh, amen. Who were you with when you lost it? What were you doing when you lost it? Uh, understanding some of these questions uh, will help us to understand uh, how to recover what we lost and how to keep it in the future. If I had power, amen, before I preached, amen, I was praying and fasting, and then I get up and preach, and I feel no power, it could very well be I got to go back, amen, to the recipe, amen, I got to go back and recognize there's some things I did that time I'm not doing this time. There, there was some power behind that swing that's not behind this swing. It could be, man, I came to church and I was excited. And then all of a sudden I come to church, I'm not excited. Well, let's talk about who you were talking to. Ooh, this week I talked to people that discouraged me in my walk with God. Ding, 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 ding. I think you just found where you lost it. Well, I, I was talking to people, amen, and, they, and all they could talk about is the football game. And all they could talk about is the stats. And, I surround, and I'm not talking about you did anything. I'm just saying in general, amen, it could be a myriad of things. Amen, let's preach it this way. Amen, if you lost it in worry. Amen, I was feeling real good about God until I started worrying about some things. I was feeling real secure in, in, in what, what God had me do until I started worrying about the future and how things are. I want to tell you, it, it, here's the answer. Don't act as if the worry never happened. Don't treat it as if you're not worried. Don't treat it as if uh, that you, you've lived a great life and there are no worries. Don't put on a facade. Amen. Here's what you actually need to do. You need to go back to the place of worry and say, I'm not, I'm not hiding from the worry. In, in fact, I'm going to do something a little different. Last time I was worrying, it was just me by myself. But this time, I'm going to get God involved in the place where I'm worried. If stress has stolen your zeal, it's stolen your, 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 your exemplar, exemplary praise of God, and you want to praise God, but you can't because you're too bound up in stress and anxiety. You need to take God to the place where you've been stressed out and anxious and, and say, Lord, I need to get some power back, and I need your help. If you lost your power, and you go back and say, yeah, that was in the moment I was relying upon my own self, on my own understanding, on my own wisdom, on my own strength. It's important to go back and say, all right, this time I I'm not going on my own power. This time I'm not going on my own wisdom. This time I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm, I'm going to actually say, you know what, God, I want you to come with me and help me to figure this out. Uh, amen. And, and, and whenever we get into a situation, 
Sometimes we, our first, our first thought is, amen, I'm going to do this all by myself. Amen, I know that's, that might be my case. Amen. I always think about how can I fix this. Amen, but sometimes when you are the one that has, has got into a certain position, amen, sometimes it's really hard to get yourself out of it. And, and, and then when you only rely upon yourself, amen, there's a level of pride that says, I don't want to ask for help. And so we'd rather stay where we are than say, God, I need your help in this circumstance. We'd rather stay where we are than to say, Lord, I, I, I've got no cutting edge. I've lost the power than to just cry out and say, God, help me. But there's something that powerful that happens when we go back to the place where we lost it. And this time we don't go back by ourselves, but we go back with the miracle working power of God. We go back with the strength that God gives. We don't go back on our own strength because our strength might be depleted. We don't go back on our own power because our power might be wasted. But we go back with the power and the help of God. And we say, God, I lost it. I admit it. But I need your power to get my power back. I need your help to get my help back. I need your strength to get my strength back. I need your peace to get my peace back. I need your joy to get my joy back. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord some praise. You know, now that there's always the other side. If your power has been lost through worldliness, amen, we need to go back to those things and change our decisions. But, but this guy... He wasn't doing bad things. We talked about that last week. He, was, he fell. This guy wasn't falling. He was swinging. He was working. He was trying. He was praying. Amen. And this man, he lost his power while he was doing good. I know a lot of good people that get worn out. I know a lot of, in fact, some of the best people are the ones that get worn out. Givers in life, let me talk to the givers in life. You give. And some people take. Some people receive the gift and other people take when you're not offering. And, you know, it is possible. It's like having a certain amount of coins in your pocket. And you can hand out a certain amount of them. Amen. And, and the ones that are still in your pocket, those are for later. You're saving on to them. The, the people that are givers are typically savers. And they're, they're trying to find a way to hold on to their coins. And they, they end up just get, keeping enough here. But while you're simultaneously giving out here, I want to tell you how life is. There's somebody else reaching in your other pocket and pulling those out. And this is what happens. You wake up one day and you are, you are, where, where'd it go? You wake up one day and you have no passion. It, you, you had all passion yesterday, but you wake up today and you have negative passion. It's almost like you in the red for passion. You, you, yesterday you had enough zeal for you and everybody else. Can I preach to the givers, even the ones that are swinging the axe? You had enough zeal for you and your household. And all of a sudden you look up and somewhere you, you lost it. You lost it. You lost it. I've just come to preach to somebody. Amen. This is where you cannot pour from an empty cup. You need it. You can't go back to that place and say, I'll dig for it on my own. I'll swim for it on my own. You don't have the power or the strength to get it. You need to invite God in. And when you invite God in, uh, you say, Lord, I lost the power. And I, I don't know. I was just trying to do what's good. And God will say, here's what's going to happen. Uh, amen. Uh, the Bible says the prophet uh, threw a stick in the water. Uh, and he said, hey, let, let me just help you out here. It doesn't take something great. Uh, he didn't have to cut another beam down. He just broke a stick off. Uh, and threw it in the water and said all it's going to take is a small act of God. And the Bible says that the iron did swim. 
when the man showed him the place he lost it, the prophet was able to cast that stick into the water and he was able to make the iron swim. I just want to preach to somebody. God broke the laws of physics, of gravity, of density, of science itself. Amen. God was looking to reinvigorate and renew and recover this man and his power. Every endowment of power is a miracle of grace. Every time God gives us power, it's a miracle of grace. And God will help us to recover the power that we've lost. He won't just give it back. He will help you recover. And here's the key. You've got to take God to where it was. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I can remember moments in my life where I, I lost power. And it was not because I was being carnal. I know moments like that too, right? We all know moments like that. You know, it's as easy as repent. Repent and go get it right with God. But I remember times where I was doing everything right. And I came and I felt like I was pouring from an empty cup. It was in those moments. Amen, I want to tell you what you got to do. You got to take God to those places. You can't, you can't just say, I'll deal with it on my own. No, 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 no. That's what got you into this place, this mess in the first place. you got to take God to that place and say, here's where it was. And God will activate. Amen. He will endue you with new power. He will give you a miracle called grace. Grace, which is the power, the ability to rise up from this. Amen. God will help you recover the power that you lost. Amen. But let me help you here today. He won't just give it back to you. He will help you recover it. Hallelujah. He wants you to realize you are doing this all on your own and you lost it. You lost it. Where did you lose it? When you were doing it all by yourself. That's where you lost it. You were swinging on your own, praying on your own, preaching on your own. Amen. Praising on your own. And he said, here, I'm going to help you recover. I'm not going to recover it for you. The Bible says he called to the iron, and the iron did swim. Amen. It was incredible. But the prophet said one more thing. He said, pick it up for yourself. When you bring God to where you lost it, uh, God's going to help you get it back. Uh, amen. But God's not just going to put it in your hands. Uh, God's going to say, okay, uh, now that I've been with you, uh, we're going to try this a second time. Uh, we're going to do this together. You were on your own. You lost the power. Uh, you were doing the best you could by yourself, and you lost the power. Uh, but we're going back to where you lost it, uh, and we're going to do this together. Uh, I'm going to help the iron come back. Uh, I'm going to help the power come back. Uh, I'm going to help the joy come back. I'm going to help the zeal come back. I'm going to help the finances come back. I'm going to help the marriage come back. I'm going to help the kids come back. But you're going to have to participate in this miracle. You're going to have to reach out and take a hold. Let's clap our hands and let's stand across the building. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's magnify Jesus. Come on, let's magnify him. Where did you lose it? Where did you lose it? 
Amen. Don't go back to that place by yourself and, and have a burial for it. No, go back to that place with the help of God and say, God, I recognize this is where I lost it. I recognize that this is where it dissipated. I recognize where, that this is where the zeal left. I recognize that these patterns are the kind of patterns that keep me depressed. I recognize these are the patterns that keep me powerless. And God, I'm bringing you to this place, and I need you to help me recover it. Oh, let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's pray. Let's pray all across this building. Come on, who wants to get their power back? Who wants to get their peace back? Who wants to get their joy back? Who wants to get who wants to get their ministry back? Who wants to get that? Come on, who wants to get their passion for God back? Who wants to get some things that you've lost? Amen. You've been swinging and you're frustrated. How many would like to see things change and see things happen? You got to bring God to that place and you got to work alongside God to get it back. Somebody pray. God could have arranged for the axe to appear right in the man's hands without any effort on his part. But here's the real story. God did the part the man could not do. But God left the man the part that he could do. There's people you, man, I'm swinging, I feel no power. Okay. This time, when God helps you recover. Mind you, this is you and God working this out together. God is going to bring it to you. This is how you recover from that. I'm not swinging by myself anymore. I'm not, listen, I'm not praying just to be more spiritual than everybody else. And I'm not praying to talk to a wall. I'm not even praying to God per se. I want to pray with God. I don't want to just pray, you know, it, it just to be more religious. No, no, no. I, I want it to be an encounter with God. I, I don't want to just praise to God. I want to praise in the presence of God with God. The song we sang earlier, I want to be with you. Amen. I want this to be an activity we work on together. You know, I don't want to just preach or preach to people. Amen. I want to preach with God preaching with me. Amen. I want to preach. I don't. I, I told God a long time ago. I, I said, God, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do a work for you. I want to do a work with you. You know where most of our power dissipates when we try to do things for God, and not enough time doing things with God. Everything we do, our families, ministries, our businesses, our everything. If we do it for God. It's like swinging an axe, and one day, that axe head's going to come off. And you'll spend your entire life hitting against the tree, trying to do it by yourself. And you wonder why, where'd my passion go? You know, there's nothing worse than doing something for God, get the, get the phrase, doing something for God, and, and not feeling the reward of it. You ever done something for somebody? And, and, and you expect a certain feeling of reward, and you don't feel it, right? That happens. It's life. It's part of life. But, you know, there, there's something that you can shift in this. 
Instead of doing something for God, you start doing something with God. And now, you're not looking for a reward. You're in the reward. If I'm doing something for God, I'm looking somewhere for the reward. But if I'm doing something with God, that is my reward. I, we're spending time together. We're working. If I'm coming and I'm preaching for God and not preaching with God, I'm looking, for my, I'm looking one day for my reward. And it gets discouraging because sometimes, you, man, if you preach for something and you're not seeing it, man, it gets discouraging. But if you start doing what you do for God with God, all of a sudden, you, you just get that power back. You start getting that zeal back. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You start getting that, that it's no longer I'm going to do this for the Lord. Listen, God does not need us to do things for him. God did not create us as slaves but as sons. Amen. Not to do things for him but to do things with him. And this is how it works. We take God to the place where we were doing it all by ourselves. And we say, God, I need your help recovering it. And here's the best part. God works in tandem with us to get it back. And now, everything we do, we start walking in a way where it says, you know what, God? If God helped me get the iron back, if God helped me get the power back, I wonder what will happen when I swing this axe and I'm not doing it for God anymore. I'm doing it with God. Amen. I wonder what kind of power is going to be behind my swing. I wonder what's going to happen when I do what I do for God, but I start changing it and I start doing it in tandem with God. I wonder what kind of authority is going to come from that. What kind of joy is going to come from that. I'm no longer looking for a reward that's coming. I look over my shoulder and I see that my Heavenly Father is doing this with me. And I feel the peace and the joy and the power come back to me. Amen. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Where did you lose it? I might venture to say somebody here today, you lost it when you were doing it by yourself. Amen. But God has come to work with you to get your power back. God has come to work with you to get your joy back. God has come to work with you to get your zeal back. God has come to work with you. Uh, hallelujah. Not, amen. You're not doing it for him anymore. Amen. But you're saying, God, I don't, I want to, I want to do this. Uh, amen. With you, God. I, I don't want to just uh, have you bring this power back so I can lose it again. No. I want you to bring this power back so we can work in this power together. Hallelujah. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? Amen. Thank you for your attention today. Somebody pray. Come on, somebody pray. Today, hallelujah, this call is for the person that says, Pastor, I'm, I'm doing all I can for the kingdom. I'm doing all I can for God. But you're losing enthusiasm. It's draining out of you like a bucket with holes. Pastor, I, I'm doing all I can, but your patience here today, and it's gone tomorrow. It's because you're doing it for God. But God's part of God's miracle of helping you recover this is so you can stop doing it by yourself. So God can keep that power intact. God can keep that joy intact. Somebody pray right now. I'm coming to church for God. No, 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 no. Come to church with God. Come on, this is part of my relationship, not my religion. I'm doing this with God. It's part of spending time with Him. Come on, I, I'm not preaching for God. I'm preaching with God. I'm not teaching Bible says for God. I, I'm teaching Bible says with God. It's God not doing a work together. Come on, somebody's power is coming back right now. Take God to where you lost it. It might be in disappointment. I lost it because I got disappointed. 
and God will say, I'm going to help you recover from that disappointment. But we're going to do it together. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, it might be discouragement. I felt discouraged, God, because it wasn't happening fast enough. So I started trying to make it work on my own. I want to preach to somebody, take God to where it is. God's going to help you recover from discouragement. But you're going to do it with God, not for God. You're going to do it together. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody's getting power back. Somebody's getting that iron back. Somebody's getting that sharp edge back. Hallelujah. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never Come on. Come on, there's somebody while I've been preaching. You remember where you lost it. You remember the moment. You remember the service. You remember what you were doing. You remember, uh, it might have been somebody said something, but it was just that you were having a bad day and you let that just throw you off. You got to go back to that place with God's help and get it back. Come on, you don't have to swing with an empty handle anymore. You don't have to pour from an empty cup anymore. Let God help you and work with you to recover it. This is 
Come on, somebody pray. Where I lost it, I'm going to recover it. Where I lost it, I'm getting it back. 